1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, Stu and Blake.
0: Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. Um, this is an out-of-the-blue show. Um, there was some, some big news overnight and Blake shouted me and was like, look, we need to, we need to do something about this. So uh, do you want to tell the li- I mean, we don't even need to tell the listeners what it's about. I'm sure anybody that loves their MMA knows, right?
2: It's, I'm pretty sure it's in the title which always like you know when like we do an intro to a show and we're always like we're talking like we're not revealing who the guest is yeah. yet and then we're yeah. like ladies and gentlemen it's bloody bloody blah and it's do you like think anyone's mate, ever gone seen- Jesus Christ I never knew that
0: they're, they're unbelievable.
2: Like, it's, it's on the artwork <laughs> it's written down in all the titles of everything like I don't know who we think we are who we think yeah. we're falling but this is obviously a reaction if you've been living under a rock for the last few hours mm. this is a reaction to to the huge news that John Jones has torn ligaments that hold his pectoral muscle together. Doesn't sound pleasant uh, whilst uh, whilst having a bit of wrestling training. And with two and a half weeks until his huge fight against Stepe Miocic uh, at UFC 295 in New York... He's pulled out stepe doesn't really want to fight anyone other than John Jones and I sort of understand. I can see you're very upset about uh John Jones being injured there <laughs> for anyone watching this uh not watching this on youtube she used to it. In a little cryy face mm. um and uh but the big news is and the great news is Sergey Pavlovich, who was the backup fighter for u f c two ninety five steps in and takes on our boy tommy aspinall. Yes, this, this is fucking huge, mate. It's huge. We've got a British heavyweight title contender, and not just contender; he is challenging for the belt in mm. two and a half weeks. Mm. I mean, where where do we start? How did when you saw it? Because you told me about the news. Where yeah. how, how did you see the news?
0: Uh, my 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 pal Reese, um, who, who who works at the the, the club I run, he, uh, he 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 messaged me. I woke up this morning and had a quick look at me. My phone and he was like Jones is out and I was like no way and uh, and uh, and then like a little while later he was like Aspinall is in and I was like holy shit and I mean firstly I mean I, I guess we was kind of looking forward to Jones Stepe but I think there's more exciting fights in that division. And mm-hmm. I think what we've got is definitely one of those, if not, maybe the most exciting fight you could you could get in that division
2: right now. Um Pavlovich Well th- Yeah. Go on. No, that that doesn't include John Jones. I mean Yeah. I, I, I have to say, I I was never into the Stepe Jones fight. It never interested me. I mean Stepe hasn't fought for what, a year and a half, two years, whatever it's yeah. been. Uh you know, he's 41 now, Stipe Miocic. It was billed as the greatest fighter of all time, takes on the greatest heavyweight of all time because Miocic has the record for title defences and stuff. And it's like, but really? Does he, yeah, but that's, that's, that's you, marketing and, and, and that makes sense. But, but yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But equally, is Stipe Miocic the guy he was three, four, five years ago? No, he's not. And uh him he's John off...
0: Jones. We don't know. We didn't see enough to know.
2: Well, I think we saw enough against Garn to go, well, this is this is going well. Like we still don't know what he does against a heavyweight that's actually like got any takedown defence. Yeah. But I just thought Jones versus and you could pick almost anyone in the top six or seven at heavyweight is more interesting to me than John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. And I know that it's a legacy fight. And I know Stipe is a huge name. And um, and I know he's a great guy, like fireman, all that stuff. Like I'm a big fan of, of, of Stipe. Don't get me wrong. But Stipe's coming off of a loss as well, knockout loss to Ngannou and all that. So I would just rather Stipe really come back, get one win, and then fight for the belt. Um, and I understand that he's the biggest name in the heavyweight division, you know, Aspinall Pavlovich, they're young, they haven't made their names yet. So Jones is like, why am I fighting these guys? But just as a competitive fight, those were better fights.
0: Right. Well, let's go back to to, to, to a point you made there. Right. So you wanted to come back, and you'd like to have seen him at a fight, and then fight Jones or whoever was champ at that point. I don't think he had any interest in that. I think he wanted to no. come back, and he wanted the big golden handshake, and he wanted the big fight. There's no bigger fight in that division than John Jones, and mm-hmm. And and like you say, greatest heavyweight of all time versus the GOAT. It's so marketable. He's a big money fighter. And I think we would probably have seen him quit after that because I don't yeah. think he fancies, uh, you know, an Aspinall, a Garn. He uh, may be a fight, fancier Garn. I don't know. But there's lots of fighters in there, that, you know, that are hungry like Pavlovich. <laughs> He's not going to want that. And the money probably wouldn't be there uh, to, to to tempt him there. So let's look at... Where this leaves fighters, because in my head, if Jones is out, as we've seen at last weekend, we've had two two fighters pull out of big big fights, and uh, and the their opponents have maintained their place on that bill, and mm-hmm. a substitute has been uh, put in to fight them. Why do you think the that fight against Stepe? Isn't against Aspinall? Isn't against uh, a, a, a ranked contender? Or, or even gone? I mean, Garn, he's, well, he's gone. Number who's number one?
2: I don't understand what you're. Are you asking why Stipe didn't stay on the card? Yeah. Well, for the reasons that you said, I think in in that you know he he's interested in the Jones fight. I mm. don't even know if he. I think he's actually more interested in fighting John Jones than he is in fighting for the heavyweight belt again. Don't get me wrong, I think the heavyweight belt's lovely, but I think to be the guy that potentially, he must believe in himself, to be the guy that potentially beats John Jones, that is massive. Not only that, John Jones called him out. So John Jones only really wanted to fight Stipe as well. So they only really wanted to fight each other. They're not interested in the rest of the division. There's, you know, belts are whatever, I think. Well, not whatever. Obviously, Jones has the belt now. Stipe's been heavyweight champion before. I think it would mean more to Stipe's legacy. To beat John Jones than it would to win the heavyweight belt again.
0: I agree with this, but that ship's potentially sailed now because John Jones is out for eight months, we're told. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, uh, Tom wins and then Jones has recovered. Do they make Jones stipe or surely the interim champ fights for the belt. He fights the returning John Jones. And so if that's well, the case,
2: where does this leave Stipe? At for two years? So what, it'd be 43? Like I, I think they could actually do this in a couple of different ways. Stipe might turn around and go, yep, I'm 42. I was only coming back to fight Jones. I'm not interested in fighting anyone else. See you later. Thanks very much. I've got a lovely life. Like He lives in in Ohio which, you know, uh, it's not – I think we've said this on the show before. There's parts of the world that some of these fighters live in that are not London or New York or Paris or whatever that are incredibly expensive places to live in. He lives in Ohio. I imagine that he can buy – he can buy Ohio. (laughs) He can probably buy the state of Ohio. Like, it's not somewhere where he has to, you know, be super wealthy. He's already a millionaire. You know, he's probably doing incredibly well for himself there. So he doesn't need the money, um, especially against people that aren't going to pull in crazy money like 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 John Jones. Um, so, But I do think there is an opportunity there. And they've done this before in the UFC where an interim title fight has happened and the heavyweight or, or, or the champion of that division comes back and fights someone else. And not the interim champion. I believe that happened at middleweight when Bisping fought GSP. Mm -hmm. Robert Whittaker was already the interim middleweight champion. Okay. And Michael Bisping went and fought GSP. So it is very possible that we get, hopefully, a Tom Aspinall win. He beats Pavlovich. He's the interim champion. But John Jones goes, do you know what? For my comeback fight at, you know, after all this time off and the injury and all that, I don't want to fight an absolute monster in Tom Aspinall or Sergei Pavlovich. I still want the Stipe fight. That's still big for my legacy. It still makes way more money. Like even champ versus champ, Aspinall Jones, Sergei Jones, or Stipe Jones. Stipe Jones is where the money is. So I think there is definitely a world in which John Jones comes back in eight months' time, fight Stipe rather than the interim champion in Tom Aspinall or Sergei Pavlovich, whoever the interim champion is, gets into the cage at the end of that fight as if John Jones, because he'll probably beat Stipe, is going to fight.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom slash acast and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: The the interim champion. And that may never even happen. Or it may happen. Who who knows? The, the other thing I question is the fact that Stepe is
0: fight ready. Which yeah, is a couple of weeks away from yeah. this fire, okay? So he's been through camp and, you know, so he's he's ready for the first time in years. Yep. I'm sure Tom and uh, Sergei uh, are, are both in good nick and, 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 and training. But, but there's an interesting caveat to that. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. So yep. it, I, I wonder then, does Stipe not just go, look, do you know what, I'm on fire at the moment like i am feeling good i'm you know camp's gone well i'm presuming this is the case i'm you know um these boys are taking this on a couple of weeks notice like i could get the interim belt and still probably get my fight purse like do, do you not think that was a consideration for him
2: nah no i don't think so it's all about john jones it's about the money of the john jones fight why risk it Cause when Jones comes back, he still could he's still very much in the mix to fight John Jones on John Jones' return, even if an interim champion is out there. What so, a
0: forty-three
2: potentially? Yeah. No, it's eight it's eight months from now, like, yeah. Like he was never gonna win that fight anyway, in my opinion. Mm. He was never ever gonna win that fight against Jones anyway. So it sucks. He was probably expecting a few million to enter his bank account in a couple of weeks' time. That's not going to happen. Um, so it sucks for Stipe. But why risk getting knocked out by these young, hungry, I would say at the moment, more talented fighters? Again, nothing wrong with it. Stipe in his prime, fantastic fighter. Stipe at this age, after the time off he's had and all of that. I don't think he gets – I would probably favour everyone in the top five of the heavyweight division against Stipe. Um, so I'm not I'm, – I'm definitely not um, thinking that he, he would go in there and, and, and beat any of these guys. So, yeah, I don't think it was a consideration. It's the Jones fight. It's Jones or bust for Stipe because, okay. again – I think he's got a lovely life. He's a fireman as well. He can just go and enjoy his really nice life, or he can earn an absolute fortune fighting John Jones. And if he were to beat John Jones, we just we've seen crazy things happen. If John Jones goes in with an injury, something mad happens. His heavyweight MMA only takes one shot. If Steve can go in there and be the guy to beat John Jones, that does far more for his legacy than becoming the heavyweight champ again.
0: I guess I, I just think that there's this. Still, big money in staying on this card and fighting whoever they, they put him in with. And, no, and I just not, think.
2: Not the same. Not the same. You think of the pay per view buyers. John Jones is a pay per view superstar. Pavlovich, no one really cares about Pavlovich other than hardcore fans. And Aspinall, I think he's got way more casual appeal. He's like fun and he's, 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 he's a great fighter and I think all the British fans will obviously be paying to watch him fight.
0: Which is a very small percentage of the MMA community.
2: Yeah, like does he cross like he's not a, br- a brash shit talker is he? He's, no. you know, Tommy Aspinall is one of the most realistic level-headed fighters you'll ever meet. Like I think he's got like a, ni- a good sense of humour and mm. he seems like a really nice guy I think he's quite marketable but he's not got that superstar conor mcgregor sean o'malley israel adesanya type thing about him where he's going to be doing loads of trash talk or doing something really quirky yeah he's going to look at that kind of quirky trash talking stuff and just be like all right, mate, calm down. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's probably what he'd be doing. So he, he's quite a chilled out guy, Tom. So Well, you I, know, he was hanging out with him Saturday. If only we knew. Oh, oh, I bet he knew. <laughs> I bet he knew. We asked him on the show. We played a clip from Dana White in which Dana White was saying, oh, Tom knows what's happening. Tom knows. And then we were like, so, Tom, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing? He's like, well, I can't tell you. I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if he knew. I yeah. wonder if he knew. But – um. But here's the other thing that I was going to mention earlier. You're talking about short people coming in on two, two and a half weeks, short notice, all that stuff. Pavlovich was always the backup fighter ah. to this fight. Mm. So, all right, he's not got to cut weight because it's heavyweight. You don't have to cut weight and all that stuff. But is it possible that Pavlovich has been anticipating something happening in the hope that, that he gets a shot? And he has been training for eight weeks. His cardio's on point. He's sharp. He's all of these things. He's been training to fight guys that would want to take him down, like either Stepe or John Jones. And he's gone, I'm, I'm going to get to work here because I'm going to earn half a paycheck anyway, going to get my show money for just turning up and being the backup fighter. Let me take this camp seriously. And if he has been, and Tom's only doing this on two and a half weeks, I would say on a full camp, I'd go Tom Aspinall all day. Now, I'll I'll pick Tom anyway, because I love Tom. But Tom on two and a half weeks versus Pavlovich, who's been in a 10-week training camp, that's different odds. It's just (laughs) different. If we talk about fitness
0: and cardio, if you look through their records, apart from um, when Tom... uh, Choked. At, um, oh God, uh, Andrey Alousky. Uh, uh Everything's round one for both fighters. U- yeah. UFC careers. So they're not. They're not generally going into seconds and thirds. And and I presume this will obviously be a five round fight.
2: And yeah, we won't need it. Yeah, it's going to be over. Well, and
0: we 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 imagine that. But I don't know. Will these two both very good strikers? And and I think everybody's kind of presumes that that Tom's gonna get have the advantage on the grand. I mean Pavlovich's yep. background is Roma Greco wrestling and like but we don't see it because his fucking hands are like stone and he just knocks these people into different dimensions. And how do we see this going? Because I think I think obviously I presume Tom's gonna go for for, for takedowns and, and doing what he does best, but we're also looking at a big heavy striker in, in both fighters. But I, I guess the devastating knockouts, you know, from, from what we've seen, is it definitely Pavlovich's showreel. But what I think we've got in Tom is far better movement and far, yeah. f- faster. And, yes. you know, he's got speed and he's got, you know, he's he's a fantastic boxer, you know. this is, We're talking about a person that has, you know, was going to be a boxer, you know, that mm-hmm. has boxed, that has trained with Tyson Fury, arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. And, you know, he's, he's moved around the rings with these people. Like, he knows how to, you know, deal with a striker. But, boy, there's some big bombs coming his way. And you just hope, you know, that his cardio is good and if he can avoid... Them big heavy shots, are we going to see Pavlovich move into the latter rounds and and a new territory that he's not necessarily, you know, experienced in? You know, I, I don't know. There's it, it, a lot of questions around this. And, and I yeah. just, when you start talking about, I didn't realise he was a backup fighter. That's now, as soon as you said it, I had a little kind of shoulder shudder. I was like, oh no. I mean, yeah,
2: now, <laughs> uh, yeah, again, if if they were both on the same you know, either ten week camp or even yeah. both coming in short notice, two and a half weeks. I'd go Pavlovich's. I don't want to say I got a puncher's chance because that feels disrespectful to Pavlovich. He's got good hands as well as heavy hands. Mm. But I think Tom's movement is the way he moves around the cage. He can elude people. He he can explode into range and then back out of range. Um, yeah, I, I and obviously phenomenal ground game, phenomenal jujitsu. Um, so I would say Tom should have all the advantages outside of just power. But if that, again, can you get up to speed on two and a half weeks and match what Pavlovich has been doing in potentially eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is. So, I don't know. You kind of hope that Pavlovich has just gone, oh, yeah, I'll be back up and None of them pulling out. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just chill out for a bit and eat some donuts and just turn up on the day. Um, and now he's going, oh, no, I should have been training. But uh, That's wishful
0: thinking, I think, Mr. Harrison.
2: Yeah, probably is. But... Um,
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Yeah, it's. I just I just really want Tom to win. I really yeah, want course, Tom to be man. amazing to have like a, a, a British heavyweight champion. And I say, I think he's got all the skills to do it. I think he's got the mentality to do it. Got to avoid that Big right hand. He's got to avoid the heavy hands of Pavlovich. But Tom's not stupid. He's, he's defensively really good. He doesn't get into brawls. He, As I say, he uses his movement. He's in and out of range. So, yeah, he's not going to go the way of Tuivasa or Derek Lewis or anything like that. You know, he's he's too smart for that. So it's just whether or not does he get caught on the way in or does he go for a takedown and sort of it gets stuffed and on the break he eats a right that just lays him out like we don't know but I I can I can definitely see I can see either guy taking this in the first round I really really can yeah. but you're just hoping it's that Tom is just elusive slips something and then just explodes in with like a really quick 1 2 that yeah. just puts Pavlovich on his heels and then you're looking at a punches against the fence or something that just leads it to a uh, a finish. And yeah. um, and that'd be great. But I, I'd be amazed if we see a, a, a third or maybe even a second round. I'd be amazed. I mean, it's
0: what makes this sport so exciting, right? And I mean, props yeah. to the UFC. I mean, they've... They've literally knocked it out of the park these last few weeks, and not they? When, you know, we said about it when we were speaking about Vulcan Usman that you'd not get that in boxing. You, yep. you know, what other organisation would you get that in, in any kind of combat sport? The UFC just, at the moment, is delivering, and they're delivering big cards. And when them cards go wonky, they fill them with absolute gold, which is what we're going to yep. get um, when we see Tom uh, fight yep. Sergei. Um I kind of lean with pretty much what you said i I, I think we're going to see him move we're going to see Tom moving lots and then picking his moment and you've seen that when he comes in he's he's so fast and his feet move so quickly and and to see that and you know to to put him on you know to, to put Sergio on the back foot and like you say and then ideally get him down and 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 choke him out a be fantastic and what a, you know, what a moment we've all been saying you know most people that we've ever spoke to or interviewed when we've said who's going to be the next you know British champ everybody's yeah. been saying Tom Aspinall you know from watching you know Tom's fights you know as soon as he sort of made his way into the UFC the hype around him you know it's not been crazy hype that like you know but it's always been that kind of everybody's got that kind of little nod that like yeah. Yeah, Tom Aspinall, he, he's the man. He, he's the one to watch. He's he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get that belt at some point. And
2: it's it's almost not been it's like it's like being a knowing. Yeah. Like with some people yeah, there's yeah, hype. Yeah. There's hype. But with Tom, it feels like everyone just knows that's so really true. That's good. exactly
0: what it's, I was trying to get at. You've nailed yeah, it there, mate.
2: It's it's yeah, there, there's hype and there's knowing. Mm. And like Sean O'Malley, it was hype. Yeah, and he proved everyone that had that that was like, yeah, yes, totally. no, the hype is real. With Connor, yeah. I feel like it was hype. It was yeah. like, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh my god, look what he did to Aldo. It's real. Yeah. With this, you're like, no, nah, it's, it's going to be Tom, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's going to be Tom. Like, and I, and I'm, that's not me saying he's definitely going to beat Pavlovich. Pavlovich is a real problem, but you know, Tom being the age, how old's Tom now? He's not old, is he? No, no, he's I like early thirties, Tom. I don't know. I'm just going to have it's to look really this up it, now. I, I can but, tell you. But Two what six. my point my point is is that he's 30 years old. Yeah. He's 30 years. Old. He could go for another eight years. Yeah. How can Tom at 30 years old, and I'd say he's still maybe not even in his prime as a heavyweight yet, because heavyweights take that bit longer. He's 30 years old. Yeah. And he's got so he's so well rounded for a heavyweight. He's got speed, athleticism, crisp hands. He's got a great ground game. Like Most heavyweights aren't that well-rounded, mm. so he can go the GSP route and just go, oh, you're a good striker, I'm going to take you down. Oh, you're a good wrestler, I'm going to just box you up on the feet and just kind of do whatever you're not good at because he's a smart fighter as well. He's got a great mentality. He doesn't get just pulled into just random wars and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I think if it's not now, it still will be. And that's been the vibe following Tom. That we, it's going to happen at some point, and it may just happen in two and a half weeks. Yeah,
0: mate. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. Um, I mean, I guess. Have we got anything else to say on this? I think we're we we've we kind of just yeah. Strap in and wait for it there.
2: Strap in, guys. The UFC. It's a crazy, crazy place. Um, But yeah, funnily enough, heavyweights, we've got an interview with Mick Parkin, who trained with Tom recently, coming out on Monday. Uh, And so we've got that coming out. Uh, We interviewed Mick Parkin. He talks
0: about training with Tom on there, doesn't he?
2: Yes, he does. Uh, and uh, he probably also talks about the upcoming fight between Steve Biocic and John Jones. So you can fast forward <laughs> that bit. Uh, but most of it is talking about Mick, his journey, and it's really yeah. great to see, again, another young British heavyweight coming through, learning from Tom Aspinall. And who knows, in the future, we could have two guys right up there in the top five. One of them is champ, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then after that, the following week, we will be putting out our pre-295 episode. So who knows? There could be more drama to come. Um, and There'll be more fights. Because don't forget, Tom versus Pavlovich is only the co-main event. Yeah, boy. The main event is Yuri Prahaska versus Alex Pereira, which, oh my God, is inject it into my eyeballs. That is going to be one of the greatest fights. Again, I could see both those title fights just yeah, being yeah. done within two minutes. Yeah, like They're going to be crazy fights. I cannot yeah. wait for Pereira versus Prahashka. So that card is going to be really fun. And just, I think, um, uh, I don't know how good the undercard is, but I know Benoit Saint-Denis is fighting, I think, Matt Fravola as the opener to that main card as well. If you don't know any of those guys... Those guys are gonna put on an absolute show. That is your fight of the night kind of shoe-in for that mm. night. That is gonna be a crazy war to open the night. So again, UFC 295 from New York looks like it's gonna be a really good, fun night.
0: Absolutely. There's one other little bit while we're talking news. Um I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but there's big the the, the kind of rumors that are circulating is that MVP has signed with the UFC. Yes. Um have you seen anything that has kind of closed us or confirming that a lot of the kind of big MMA news groups have been posting about it, but I think it's obviously been dwarfed in the uh the espinal yes. uh Pavlovich Jones um you know news. But so
2: as as we're recording this, I don't think there's been an official announcement, but it's sort of yeah. everything but like even like There's a lot of really crappy MMA sites out there that put up a load of nonsense and, like, they put together graphics where it's, like, something is no way agreed, but they're Mm. just trying to get it out there. Even the reputable sites are putting out that it seems likely that there'll be an announcement coming soon, MVP has gone to the UFC, Um well, I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but I have got my rankings up because I'd love to give him a ranked fighter straight away. Who are you looking at? World to weight rankings. I'm just seeing it. Kevin Holland's maybe a good shout. Um, Kevin Holland
0: makes a lot of sense, doesn't it?
2: It does, doesn't it? Because he's not too high up, but it's also a fun striker. And that's what you want for MVP. MVP's no spring chicken either. You want him fighting the strikers. Uh Wonderboy Thompson is always the fight I've wanted, but he's got his fight with Shavkat Rachmanov coming Why don't up.
0: people just go, do you know what, Wonderboy? We're not going to feed you to this animal at the moment <laughs> um, because we like you. You're a nice guy. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be going anywhere near Shavkat. Let's, let's just kind of put that on ice and let's get you fighting MVP. I mean yep. – Ian Gary, I mean, I don't see that feature in 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 it. I think there's a, there's a no. there's a route for Ian Gary, and I don't think you know they're kind of sort of yeah. the golden fights like the Wonder Boys and the um, the MVPs feature quite uh, on that. Yeah. I think you're right.
2: I think uh, Kevin He's,
0: Holland's a great fight that's for him. The
2: one, isn't it also Gary is booked against Luke. A. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. So that makes all the sense in the world. But uh, but yeah, I, I think Kevin Holland is the one. Shoots him straight into the top fifteen. After that, he could fight Wonder Boy, who will probably lose to Rachmanov, and all of a sudden, you've got MVP straight into like the top six or seven, and then he might have to fight a wrestler after that, and we'll see how that goes. I, 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 but I, I, could be really I don't fun. See,
0: it will be fun, but I think when he gets into that, I, 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 I see the, the the fairy tale ending. I don't. I don't see MVP. Uh, dealing with the likes of, you know, whether we see Usman at Welterweight again, I don't know. Um, But dealing with your Balows and your Gilbert Burns, I I, I don't think, or Shavkat, I I, I don't see MVP kind of fitting in too well there. I think that the peripheral fights and and the kind of fun fights, I think we could see something really exciting from MVP because he's a fan favourite and he delivers, you know, a very unique fight style, which people like to watch. But that Welterweight... You know, top five. I don't know. I'd be surprised to see him doing too much damage within that. But who knows? Who knows?
2: I just have to say, I have to apologise to anyone watching this on YouTube because I started this and I was like, I looked like an illuminous white ghost because the the light was coming through the blinds and now all the light has gone and it's like you're watching me in some kind of thriller movie. Because it's just super dark, unless I'm mm. turning to like that side. No one's, no one's so, looking
0: uh, at you, mate. Not all the time. This is on the screen.
2: No, yeah, of, of course. That orange, <laughs> <laughs> orange only way is Essex <laughs> Satsuma face. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame oh. you're not sat opposite me. I'd be lit by your face. Um, <laughs> the glow, <laughs> the glow. All right. right. Well, gonna- I really enjoyed this. There's a random little breaking news episode for you there. Hope you guys enjoyed
0: it as well. Absolutely subscribe, otherwise you may well miss Mick Parkin's episode, which comes out, as Blake said, next week. And uh, if you can't wait until then to hear our Dulcet Tones, go get stuck into the archives, because there is... 100 and however many episodes now that you can go and get um, immersed in with all of your favourite fighters. Go check out our chat with um, with Tom. We had Tom on, uh, oh, I mean, over a year ago now I think, and uh, and he's a delight. So go and check out Tom telling us um, about how he got into mixed martial arts and his, his journey to to the point of, uh, of when we recorded. Um, other than that, we'll see you next time. We will. Bye guys.